All right. Uh, so the Take Command, speaking of podcasts, Take Command podcast, the pod I do with Logan Paulson each and every uh, week. We now, uh, the offseason are two times weekly. And today we did something that I've been threatening Vic to do for a long time, which is apply a mathematical statistical model to the job openings. Really? Now, yeah, in true, in true Craig Hoffman fashion, not even Hoffman show, in true Craig Hoffman fashion, I messed up the formulas at one point. We did have to, we did have to fix them, but we did have a fancy spreadsheet on the, on the screen, which so if you watch the full podcast on YouTube, you can see the fancy spreadsheet um, that we kept that eventually had the right formula in it. Um, I just imagine somebody watching it before I acknowledge to the audience that the math was messed up being like, Hey dude, your math is mathing <laughs> idiot. When, uh, when's the math going to add up? I get it. I tried to use Excel and I failed. But then my friend Hannah bailed me out because she's an Excel wizard. <laughs> anyway, the point is we, and also uh, in true Hoffman show fashion, the uh, analytical statistical model was not very advanced. Um, can you imagine if it was and how, how much harder that would have been to do on Excel? God, I don't even want to think about that. Part of the reason we didn't make a more advanced model was because I wouldn't have known how to code it. But we took six categories. We took ownership. Uh, as in team ownership, we took uh, the draft capital. We took the cap space available. So that was kind of the resources division, but they were two separate scores. And then we had the roster division, which we separated into quarterback and the rest of the roster. And then our sixth kind of bonus uh, category was what we called organizational atmosphere. So that's everything from fan base to facilities to, hey, you have to be the guy that follows Bill Belichick, which we turned out to be not as big of a deal as we thought because we're like, ah, he was kind of terrible the last couple of years and people are kind of ready to get rid of him. So it's not like following Saban at Alabama uh, for whatever poor soul does that. By the way, Dan Lanning uh, going to stay at Oregon. Uh, that was, there was a rumor earlier today that he was already in Tuscaloosa. I don't know whether that's true or not, but he's, he's not going there to work apparently. Um, and so we, we did that composite ranking. And so the jobs... Again, uh, available. Let's see if I can do this off the top of my head. Washington, New England, Tennessee, Seattle, Atlanta, Chargers, Panthers. I'm missing one. Uh, Vegas. Those are the eight that are available. Which one would you have guessed was the best? I From the algorithm, Just like without right? the algorithm. If oh. you were to like power rank the jobs. I would say... Washington. I think Washington is the best. I would have too, but you would have probably guessed it would have been close, yeah? I would have thought it was close. And what you, what would you think would be like the next couple? Uh I for some reason am thinking Atlanta only because of the division that they're in and if you're looking for a coach to have a potential easy way into the to the postseason, yeah. I would say Atlanta. Um Atlanta actually did all right. But like you would think Seattle would be up there. Oh, yeah, Seattle. That um, makes sense. Chargers because of of Herbert, you'd think. Yeah, even though I'm just not sold on them, maybe as a team, but maybe the coach can help it. Maybe. Um, I, those are the two that I think a lot of people would have. I can um, see it, yeah. Maybe, Vic, you just see right through it. Because the worst job was Carolina, no surprise. No surprise. The Chargers was the second worst. Yeah. And the Seattle was in the bottom half. Really? And it's the kind of thing that it's going to depend on who the coach is for some of this, right? Like when and the really like the ones that killed those jobs were 
uh, ownership and the resources. Like, the Chargers roster has some studs on it, but it doesn't really have anything else. Um, and they don't have – their cap spaces we, – we gave two zeros, right? The rankings were supposed to be one through five, but then we decided that David Tepper deserved a zero. And the David Tepper to ownership is what – or what David Tepper is to NFL ownership is what the Chargers cap space situation is to cap space. Mm-hmm. They are $35 million over the cap. Yikes. Yeah. Wow. So they don't really have great resources to fix their roster problem. And the roster is not as good as you think outside of Justin Herbert um, because you have a bunch of guys that are injured all the time. And half of those dudes aren't even going to be here or be there anyway because they're going to have to cut him to get under the cap. And so that killed that job. And then Seattle, the ownership, which feels like it's good because they've been such a stable franchise – like, they're a ticking, I don't want to say a ticking time bomb, but, like, there is a clock. And the thing is, we don't know how long that clock is. Because when Paul Allen passed away in 2018, he stipulated in his will, the trust that I am forming to own my teams, the Seahawks and the Blazers, must sell these teams. That's part of what we want to do here. But there was no time, no deadline given. And everyone kind of thought this would be the year for the Seahawks because I was re- when I was researching this last night, I learned if it, the sale happens after May 2nd, the state of Washington gets 10% of the revenue from the sale because of some licensing whatever that they signed with Paul Allen way back, like 25 years ago. And that, that comes home to roost this May. Well... Uh, anyone who paid attention to the commander sale knows that there's not an NFL team. They could hit the market tomorrow, and the chances that they're done by May seem pretty slim if they're going to go through an actual real process. Now, Jeff Bezos could just offer $10 billion and get the thing done probably pretty quickly um, and be no skin off his back. Must be nice. But it is a uh, – that ownership – like, they, I think they got a two on a scale of one to five for ownership, which is saying something considering they've been really good. Mm-hmm. But it was really enlightening. Like, it was funny because we were wrapping up the show. Like, Logan was like, I'm so glad we, like, genuinely was like, I'm so glad we did this. This was such a good idea. It was really enlightening. Like, I learned a lot. And I'm like, you're the smartest person I know. But it shows, like, when you put it on paper, when you really parse it out, like, even Washington, we gave them a decent score. I think we we went a little too heavy initially and we went back into uh, a, a retraction. But, um, we got there eventually on quarterback. Like people would think, like, oh, it's a zero. There's nothing here. But it's like you have the number two pick in a quarterback rich draft. You have the opportunity. That is worth a lot to a head coach if I'm considering it. So Washington wound up being the number one by quite a big margin. It was a really cool exercise. It was fun to do. Um, be really fascinating for people to listen to or watch. So check out the Take Command podcast. The audio, I believe, is up now or is going up any moment. Uh, the video will be up later tonight on 106.7 The Fans' YouTube page. I'll post a clip on my page as well, at Craig Hoffman.